Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind. Featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. You know, something Chaser said last hour, it sort of got in my head. He, Midday grind, is that the part minutes. where he criticized Frank? Is that the part that's in your no, head? No, that part no. we're going to clip and save. That's okay. probably a promo, don't you think? Chaser correcting Frank on the air. Put that into publication immediately. No, he was talking about getting cynical and being a smartass and kind of ripping players, and he didn't like who he was becoming. Did a little soul-searching as he was saying that. I'm like, isn't that... Kind of who we are. Here's like, the thing with you, and probably with me, likely, the, the cynicism preceded the position. I feel like you were a cynic probably dating back to high school. Before like if I was you doing something else, before, it you would still be a cynic. And I think that's the same case with me. And yeah, Frank's not yeah. a cynic because he's a good person, but we're not. So we were cynics long before our, our yeah, professional yeah. lives started. So it has nothing to do with the industry sort of wearing us down, us becoming mean, bitter people. I think that's the case with someone like Doug Vaughn. I bet Doug Vaughn probably at one point in his, in his life was happy and had ambitions and thought he could make a difference. And <laughs> now he's he's none of those right now. You ask him about his job, he just he talks about how much he hates it. I, <laughs> I have to tell you, Doug is consistent. <laughs> I arrived at Channel 2 in the summer of 1997. I met Doug Vaughn. I'm like, hey, Doug. Oh, hello, Martin. You're going to want to get out of this business any day now. I'm like, well, I just started here at Fox 2. I'm in my hometown. I'm so excited. It's an awful business with awful people. You're just going to want to quit, and you're going to hate it. With it. But welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. And he has been that same guy. So I think I arrived. He had already had his tipping point. I wonder when that I was. What he happened? worked in Rochester, Minnesota. Let's get Doug on the horn. Was it Miami? Doug, when did you become, when Don Shula was a jerk, I think that probably ruined it for him. <laughs> the great Don Shula. Oh, what a miserable person he is. God, when did it, you're right. Doug was probably a nice guy. Business ruined him. A lot of columnists, I think, are just sort of natural cynics, have a little bit of venom. It just like Joe Strauss them. was that way. Strauss had a natural venom about him. He always, could have, in any profession, he could have been a movie critic, and he would have been just really good at just kind of picking it at directors and actors in bad roles. I always thought Joe should have been a columnist. He was the beat writer, and he would work in some opinion and kind of a snarky comment. Or Moselle said they called him Gloomy Gus. 
because the typical Strauss story would, you know, you'd read the game story the next day, like, despite walking 14 batters and grounding into four double plays, the Cardinals somehow cobbled together a 10-to-1 win. <laughs> and they would always read his opening line and say, Joe, what, what, we won the game. Why so negative? It's like, well, it was not a masterpiece. But Joe was consistent. And it did fit him. He he was born to be a columnist. I wish he'd been a columnist earlier. He was it, briefly, right? Right at right the end. At the end saying, yeah. He was a column, maybe a couple of years. But we went to lunch, and I've told it before, but he was, you know, he was sick and everybody knew it. But we went to lunch, and then I picked up the tab, and he goes, It's only fair that you pick up the tab. It seems like you're trying to kill me with this terrible food. I'm like, You cleaned your plate. What do you you can't say that? And then he started laughing. Like, so he was Cut out for that. You're right. Some people, like if Frank ever comes on here, opening monologue and says, this Blues team sucks. I'm We're so in sick. trouble. We're in a yes. lot of trouble. Lap two, this Cardinal team's going nowhere. Lap three, Mizzou, just give up sports. I mean, if we're like, whoa, 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 what happened to Frank? We need people to stay optimistic. And people ask me all the time, is Frank really that optimistic? I said, he yes. is. And our job, the Marquette guys, our job is to kind of be the wet blanket. <laughs> Temper things. No, the day bit. you hear the opening monologue and it's six negative topics, that's yes. the day you should just move from St. Louis and just go live somewhere else. Is there anything good on television? Every show I watch is garbage. <laughs> and there's no food to eat in this town. <laughs> like, hold on. Maybe is April Fool's, I think it's a weekend. I don't know why I would know that, but I think it's a weekend. Otherwise, you need to roll out a monologue with Frank one year on April's, and I hate April Fool's. It's joke. a Monday. Is April it? Fools. My idea for April Fools would be to redo the open and include really bad St. Louis moments. Like instead of Oh, the, the actual open is Yes, in the actual Fifth open. Down. So in, yes, or like the Bobby Orgel or Sound of Goodell announcing the move to Los Angeles. That's always been an idea that I've had just for fun. I think you should just make that as an alternate open. And if Frank's feeling kind of down or it's a crappy weekend, we play the alternate open. The wet blanket edition. So this is like one of by land, two of by sea kind of thing. Yes. So if Frank's in a good mood, we'll play the open of all the cheery calls. If he's in a bad mood, it's, oh, it's the Red Sox winning the World Series. Yes. That's what we hear. Vinatieri's okay. kick. Yes. Pat Summerall on the call. And then it's the wet blanket edition. So when Chaser said that, I thought, God, are we, maybe we need to do a little self-examining. Maybe we're You just are a me. rude, terrible yeah. person. Yeah. But what about Hoffman? All right. He's the same. Well, I'm not a big fan of yours either. Okay, thank you. All right, now I feel better. Uh, Welcome aboard. Midday Grind here this Monday edition brought to you this hour by our friends at Fast Eddie's. Doors are already open. Eddie was with us on Friday reminding us President's Day and happy President's Day to all you presidents. Does that make sense? How can non-presidents get today off? All you presidents of companies? That's my beef today. Banks aren't presidents. Stay open. Yeah. My wife has the day off. She's not a president. You have to be a president to get the day off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, you That's can our, celebrate. By, our hot take. That was a really bad hot take. Yeah. You can celebrate by going to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. You know all about the great menu. Live music every single day. They've got quite the extensive music going on indoors. And we say outdoors, but it's the covered outdoor area. It's almost like a small auditorium, atrium, Fast Eddie's, Alton, Illinois. The tradition continues. Great food. I think we're going to get this done. No, we're not. Yes. No, it's not happening. No, Eddie seemed okay with it, where it says, the, do the Stravenger. Oh, I thought you meant we're going to have a day there. Like, well, that's people are still, Santa Steve is still <laughs> asking, when is that going to happen? we got a lot to get to. 
But I think we can get it done that we're going to put the full Strominger on the menu, and that means you're ordering one of every kind on the menu. And Brad is very excited. And he was listening in real time. He was. He tweeted at me that day. I still won because some restaurants will put their their calorie count on their menu. Like I was at First Watch over the weekend, and it, it kind of does deter you sometimes. Like, oh, that looks I good. That. But it's like, oh, it's 1,200 calories, and it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Maybe I shouldn't eat that. Um, I think I think if it's a, a protein shake or if it's a uh, egg white wrap, if you're truly eating healthy and you're really counting those calories closely, you deserve to know. But if it's a plate of waffles or pancakes, I had one waffle which was 680 calories. You don't want to know that. I know because you know when you eat a waffle or a pancake, you know this is not good. My calorie count's going way over. You're not watching your calories that closely. And it can kind of spoil it because sometimes I think what is healthy turns out from a calorie standpoint, which you know isn't the end-all, be-all. There's, you know, sugar, there's there's good fat, bad fat, you know, protein and such in it that, that does kind of tip the scales in one way or in one direction or the other. But I was like, ooh, an omelet sounds really good. And then I'm like, I'm looking at it and it's like, wow, I just assumed eggs would be healthy. It's not. Might a lot of well, calories. Might as well get the wall. Yes. Uh, Fast Eddie's great food if you're watching your calories. A little peel and eat shrimp. You can also get that Fat Eddie burger, half-pound burger. If you want to throw the bun off, you can eat healthy Yeah, there. carb-free. There's always a good choice there. Fast Eddie's, Alton, Illinois. Take the Clark Bridge. Turn right. You can't miss it. Fourth and Broadway. In fact, the street sign says Fast Eddie Way. You can't miss it. A lot of fun up there. Stop by and tell them you heard Martin talking about it. Get back up. Take the whole office. Maybe you're off work today. Kids are off school. And uh, leave the kids at home, of course. Supervise them, of course. Kids, someone texting in. Kids should be in school today, learning about presidents. Isn't that weird? You think they actually do any sort of review? When hey, it's President's Day. What does that mean, kids? Name a president. Just name one. Name one. <laughs> or name famous athletes named after a president. We used to do that on TV, of course. The Otis. Uh, don't call me Richard Nixon. Adam Kennedy, Joe Jimmy Carter. Uh, Really disappointed that you're doing that impression when Charlie's not here to take it over and run with it for an inexplicable amount of time. I wanted to ask Chuck about Chris Berman doing some Red Sox games next year. Fun for the whole family. Uh, Blues play tomorrow night. They're at home against Toronto. And if you haven't heard, it's 10 in a row. The franchise record is 10. Who can forget that Freddie Brathwaite win back in 2002? When they got to 10 in a row, the all-time record is 17. The Penguins, Mario Lemieux back in, I think, 91-92. So 17 is just insane. But for the Blues, a win on Tuesday at home against Toronto would be 11 straight all-time record. Jordan Bennington, 12-1-1 as an NHL starting goalie. And we've tried to place value on that. You know, a starting pitcher, wins don't matter. We're always saying wins don't matter. Starting quarterback, I think Plowsy argued starting quarterback had more influence on a game than a starting goalie. And you could say there's some games where Bennington, well, he wasn't really tested. Even that Arizona win was 4 nothing. Oh, it was kind of a ho-hum win. You're 12-1-1. Something's going right. He had two of the three shutouts on the road trip. Jake Allen jumps up, gives you a shutout on Saturday. They flipped it. We thought Bennington would play Saturday. Yeah. Curbs even agreed that they'd go to Jake on Sunday in Minnesota, where he had played well, but it didn't matter. Allen got the win Saturday. Blues beat the Wild. Did Bruce Boudreaux, did he say they were the better team after that? I don't no, think I they don't did. I don't think he was able to say it this time. He looks like the guy who's always going to explode. And I kinda, I, I'm not saying from a 
you know, like he's heavy set. He just looks like his face is turning, you know, red and a little more red as his team sucks a little more. Then he gets a little more red in the face. Bruce Boat Boudreaux. Here's my theory. He's entering Brian Price territory where whenever the, the Blues play them, I'm reminded he's still there. Right. <laughs> like Brian Price for the longest time was, God, who's the Reds man? Oh, it's still Brian Price. He's still in charge, huh? Because he didn't even want to be there, right? <laughs> doesn't protest, a challengeable I just, call. I kind of assumed Boudreaux had been fired previously from the Wild, and then yesterday I'm watching the game and he's on the, on the bench. I'm like, oh, he's still their coach. Well, maybe he's got a special power, too, where ownership <laughs> believes him. When they lose a series and he says, well, we were the better team, they're Oh yeah, you're right. We were the better team, <laughs> but we, but we didn't advance, coach. Yeah, but we were the better team. Uh, Tarasenko, another goal. What's new? He's got 11 in his last 12 games. I think it's nine goals, nine games during the streak. Tarasenko has been unbelievable, and a topic that I had not even considered until we were talking to Kelly Chase last hour. And Joel Quenville was sort of this pie in the sky from day one. Well, the second he got fired in Chicago, we all but had him. House hunting in Chesterfield, hanging at O.B. Clark. Getting right? the stool back, yeah. I think everybody had the immediate reaction. And at the time, Craig Berube had been the interim for a little while. Nothing special happened. We were waiting for that Berube bump. It didn't happen. This is a very delayed Berube bump. In fact, at January 2nd, when they had the lowest point total in the NHL, the Blues had the lowest point total. Granted, they'd played a few less games than some lowest point total. At that point, Barubi had already been the coach, what, a good month and a half? Not quite two months, maybe two months. So this is a definitely delayed Barubi bump. But the topic Chaser brought up, as we brought up Quenville, and he pointed out, and Strickland's been saying this, Quenville's going to have his choice. Teams are going to call, and there may be teams that have a coach that they're not going to fire unless they can get Quenville. Could be Colorado. He said, what about Nashville? We a lot of opportunity for Quenville. But then Chaser said, you know, Chiefs can have some opportunity too. Never thought of the scenario where all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, Army, you getting cute? Now he's going to Colorado. Now you keeping Chief? Now he got a better up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Had anybody even, had that crossed anyone's mind that Baruch, I mean, he's been a coach before and he's been in the Blues. I mean, to his credit, he was an NHL coach with the Flyers and then he went and was a. AHL coach for the Blues with the Wolves. So, you know, in a sense, went back, paid his dues a little bit with this organization. Now, I don't think that's a likely scenario, but had anyone even thought of that? Ruby, who you sort of discarded, we all did. Like, oh, who's this? Yeah, he's replacing Yo. Oh, good luck with this group. Underachiever. Good luck with this. And now, hottest team in hockey, if I'm Baruby's agent, I'm calling Army today. And let's, let's just lock this up. Let's they did it with Mike Schilt, remember, before the season ended. It's true. They're, but they didn't Lift get the, that secondary bomb. No. They're hoping for that. But they've already he's already given you this. We're already mid-secondary bump, so you're fine. But it's something I had not thought about. Chief as uh, those – I would never call him that because he's intimidating. But I also don't – I guess everybody calls him that. It just feels a little weird, doesn't it? Like if you don't really know Craig Berube, Schilt has told media members he wants them – to call him Shilty? I don't know. I, I guess you can. Shilty's a little easier than Chief. Chief just doesn't feel right. But have anybody thought of that? Baruby now could be in demand himself. And it's kind of like the Ozuna Goldschmidt 
where the Cardinals have two of these guys, what if you end up with none of them? That's the worst. Not to be a wet blanket. Not Boy, to be cynical. Got a red hot hockey team winning ten straight. <laughs> a baseball team that seems to, be, seems to be pretty happy right now. The Cardinals. It's early spring. We've had no disastrous injuries, which for a while had been a trend. And here's Martin just bringing up the bad no, stuff. I, <laughs> Did you ever think the Blues would, might miss out in the playoffs and then both coaches leave? Did you ever think that your two sluggers who you like might be gone after next season? But if I'm Barubi's agent, I would tell the Blues right now, hey, if you don't lock him up, and when this season ends, we're going to shop around. That's the move I would make if I were them. Now, if you're the Blues, if you're Army or Stillman, if that offer was made to you today, hey, sign this guy to lock him up, would you do it today? Is there any benefit to that? If I said this guarantees you don't lose this guy who seems to have a good thing going with this room, would you lock him up? If the agent said, here's your chance, today's the day, would you do it? Ooh. I lean towards no because there's that pie in the sky, Coach Q. It's he's still there. Pie in the sky and also, like we said with Shield. How good is he? <laughs> don't you want to just see it play out? Yes, yes. Still got a ways to go. I'm okay waiting it out. Uh, Blues and Leafs tomorrow, then Thursday in Dallas, Saturday back home. David Backus to the Bruins at Enterprise Center. And then on Sunday, guess what next Sunday? Where do you think they would – if you were making out the schedule for the NHL, where would you have the Blues next Sunday, you know, to kind of mix it up a little bit? Where would you have them playing? To mix it up a little bit next Sunday, Nashville. How about at Minnesota? At Minnesota, again. Makes, okay. makes sense? No. So it's a home and home Kinda and home? home? It's an away and away. back. To, so next Sunday, our we'll see our buddy huh. Bruce Boudreaux again. Let's see if he's still coach next Sunday. <laughs> this is our new quiz. It used to be, is uh, yeah, is Bruce Boudreaux still the coach of the Minnesota Wild? I like it. We have to update our – it used to be, is Yachty in the lineup? That was kind of a daily question. <laughs> uh, will the Blues get too many men on the ice penalty, which it's been a while. That's kind of gone away. That was a daily question just for fun when they weren't playing well. Maybe we should ask Chief about that. Yeah. Hey, what happened to that too? That's a that's a good Jim Thomas kind of poking, uh, having fun. You haven't had one in a while. Yes. What happened to the? There's two a direct men? correlation between too many men on the ice penalties and the Blues. How well they're playing? If they're getting it, they're not playing well. This is like the good mo- good open bed open for Frank's mood. The too many men on the ice penalties is indicative of how the Blues are playing. That's all you need to know. And yeah. They, and they used to get it. This a lot. is when we were at our ultimate moment of cynicism with this team because we would all tweet us there it is oh they took care of that early first minute of the game too many men on the ice when everybody was just sort of piling on this team and i all of the criticism was fair they weren't playing well it was hard to watch it, it clearly looked like a death march didn't it to yes. the end of the season like god what a what a disaster the only buddy sitting back who might say i didn't do anything wrong might be Doug Armstrong. Now, the players can't say, you guys were dogging us. Well, we were, and you were playing terrible. They they would actually, and these are hockey guys, they get it. They would own it and say, you know what, we weren't very good. But Doug Armstrong might say, um, you guys were all ripping the, the team to shreds. He said, I, I told you, that's a good team. I put out a good, when I, when I fired Mike Yo, I said, that's a better team. He might be the one guy sitting back who says, listen, I put together a pretty good team, didn't I? I'm sorry that they were playing like horse bleep. Wasn't my fault. I told you these guys are better than this. I mean, I know Chaser said that they were a few stops away from being 5-0 and to start the year, and we've had some texts previous hours saying that, you know, you just had to wait things out, and you guys were too quick to rush to judgment. 
Oh, okay. A lot of oh, high-scoring okay, okay. games by the opponent earlier in the season. There's an 8-4 to loss against Winnipeg. They lost their first game 5-1. to A lot of 6s and 7s on the opposing team's uh, goal count early in the season before they finally turned it around. No one was wrong if you said in December that this is not a good team. And also, if you just want to look at the metrics, because they're breaking, obviously, the Blues way over the last you know dozen-plus games, um, the defense was playing terribly in front of Jake Allen, yeah. and Jake Allen was letting in goals he shouldn't have. Now, yes, Jordan Bennington's faced a very easy allotment of shots, but that means the defense has stepped up, and they're st- he's stopping the ones he has to. Neither of those were happening multiple times throughout the entire game to start the season. It was a collection of bad. Yes. It was all bad. But I guarantee Doug Armstrong, who's been very quiet. Really, really Dr. Rick that moment right there. It was a collection of bad. <laughs> it was just, they were hosed. Okay. <laughs> they were collect- collectively hosed. <laughs> Everybody was bad. And Doug Armstrong, I'm sure, was saying, I, I got Joe O'Reilly. He's been good. But I, we signed Tarasenko long-term. He should be pretty good. Jake clearly sort of opened, I don't know if it's the floodgates, but allowed things to sort of get negative and they couldn't dig out. And then Chad Johnson even had a blip where he was really good. And that wasn't enough to kind of turn things around. The Bennington thing clearly has been the difference maker because they got some confidence out of him. The kid is 12, one and one. I'm not adding on right last week. I added on a couple of wins for him. Now he is 12, one and one. Your second star in the NHL is not Tarasenko. I think Kucherov of Tampa Bay was the number one star, but Tarasenko this week, second star. And if I'm flattering, I'm like, what else can I do to be the top star of the week? But all good for the Blues these days. And again, game tomorrow with Toronto. We've got basketball tonight. Illinois, red hot Illini, the best college basketball team in the area of late has been Illinois. They're taking on Wisconsin. And Billikens got win number 17 over the weekend, beat LaSalle. Earl Austin Jr., Dr. Chaffetz, going into the Billikens Hall of Fame. A couple of guys where you say, wait, they're not in the they're not in the SLU Hall of Fame? Now they officially are. Uh, Mizzou losing to Ole Miss. Their next game is now Kentucky tomorrow. Man, but Kentucky's coming off a huge win, so they're due for a letdown. I like that. Boy, the Mizzou thing is it's not going to get better. Even Frank, who's always optimistic, right, did admit during the opening monologue you're looking at 3-11 and by the end of the week. But you're having Coach Cal talking them up. Oh, saying, yeah. Saying they're ca- like any good coach, they're capable of beating us any day. Oh, and can I – It's Coach Cal related. Yes. Let's mention this. I was talking off air to Rocky. I heard some of the NBA All-Star Game radio coverage, and I'm listening to this player being interviewed, and he was really articulate, really thoughtful, good answers, really polite. And I said, this guy is really impressive. And they didn't say who it was, so I'm yelling at the radio, who is this? But they asked him a question about playing for Team LeBron and then playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves so that I looked at the roster and said, oh, okay, Carl Anthony Towns. This was one of the most impressive athlete interviews I've heard in a long time in terms of just great answers, polished, polite. And the Kentucky people, I'm sure – get nicked, all these one-and-dones, they're all just... I'm not saying that they're bad kids, but when they're one-and-dones, you're like, I don't know, they even go to school? What kind of kids is Coach Cal cranking out? This was one of the most impressive interviews I've heard in a long time of a professional athlete, and that's one of those Kentucky kids who didn't stay and 
Mm-hmm. Didn't spend time there. A long time in Lexington. All I took from that story is that they need a program director at that radio station standing outside with a board that says reset. Reset. Um, reset. That's, that's all I took from that story. Um, but no, and, and Carl Anthony Towns is a little bit, you know, a, a different example because he's been in the league for four years now. And that now when you get into the league and you are the, you know, a top three pick like that, pretty much, you, you know, people are going to glam onto you and you're, they're going to create a brand for you and you're going to have to do a lot of, you know, a lot more outward like speaking engagement stuff like that um some that doesn't but some but, guys have been in the league no no you're NFL, right nba what, nhl and they're just terrible what shocked talkers. me is that another kentucky guy De'Aaron fox who's only in his second year in the league and was one of the youngest players in his draft class last year he's incredibly polished and he's only 20 years old and, and that 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 was one player that blew me away and he got hit for being immature kind of in college and it was clearly just kind of a Something that no one really knew what they were talking about. And I think I blew it big time. Hoff had the over-under on the NBA All-Star game. I think it was around 360, and I think I went under. It was 178 to 164. I think the over played. Bradley Beal scored 11 points, zero at halftime. We got 11 points. You had Jason Tatum playing in the Friday game. So they've invented this now. You have the rookies. Rookies and the sophomores. And then they play the rising star. Oh, rising star. Wasn't it, 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 it used, used to be rookie yeah, sophomore? it used to be rookie sophomore. Now they open it and up now a little it's bit. U- well, now it's USA World. Because oh. there's a set, and I think, um, and so because there's enough players now that you can essentially put an entire roster together of rook, of rookie and second year guys who are not from America. But it also counts guys like DeAndre Ayton, who's Bahamian, even though he's been living in America since he was like ten years old and playing basketball. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, example. There, that was going to be my hot take too. <laughs> Uh, Bradley Beal, 11 <laughs> points. Tatum wins the skills competition. I mean, Tim Duncan not from America? He's from the Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. But, uh, he, but he plays on, like, world teams. Alex Reyes. No hablo inglés. <laughs> uh, I'm from uh, New Jersey. That's the best story I'm from still. New Jersey. Now, I didn't say that to him. That was Rico Washington. But <laughs> Dominic Leone, I was a little concerned. Uh, I'm from Connecticut. But Alex Reyes confused <laughs> Alex Reyes confused matters because he did go to the Dominican for a year yes. to gain citizenship for his draft status right. or signability and all of that. But he's actually from New Jersey. Uh, but Tatum did win the skills competition on Saturday. Did you see how he won it? He finished it off with a half-court shot. So you had Chaminade and St. Louis all over the NBA All-Star game. Of course, the best collection of talent, the best All-Star game is the, the NHL's. <laughs> That getting excited. By far. Gotta read up on how it's done. Getting it, excited. If we could just get him to go back, can we just go east-west? Can we just conference? What about U.S. World? If you, That's what they used to do, right? I could I could live with that. Just I make think, it a game. I think they, did, a I think they did North American versus Yeah, World. I'm not a huge fan of the three-on-three. Three. Just make it a hockey game. I like that. Five-on-five, five, penalties, We've all that. We've got some time between now and next year's All-Star we Game. we got to start penning letters to Gary Bettman. We'll just start yeah. with sound off. I'm always okay with the North America versus World. If you can if you can, you know, inject a little jingoism into sports, I'm always down for it. Because right now it's the division versus division, division, and then winner, winner. So confusing. Uh, we'll take a quick break. It is the Coveted Hour. Midday grind, five night of the fan. Offenberg Hyundai, the place to go for your next vehicle. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary as the original Hyundai dealer in this area. That was back in 1989. I was going to say, what were you guys doing in 1989? I was being born. I was going to say. Depends on what, what time. I was in June of 89. So. so you're coming up on the big 3-0. Big 3-0 this June. Rocchio was not born by 1989? No, no. That yeah. was uh, Steve, Steve was coming into the world then. Steve. And That's they were, his brother. They were playing. Steve. That's, That's, his brother. That's my older brother. CBC Steve. grad, Steve. Yes, they were in the same Steve. class. Steve. I just thought it was like generic. Like in the morning yeah. show, they just say six. Whenever they need a number, they just say yeah, Now I'm just going to say Steve. No, I was, my older brother was coming in and 
He was planned to be the last one. Whenever Frank, oh, who's that kid? Oh, he's on this billigans. I'll just say Steve. From now on, the answer is Steve. 1989, that's what it began for Offenberg Hyundai. You can find him in O'Fallon, Illinois, Highway 64. We're talking about 10 minutes from downtown St. Louis and on the web, OffenbergHyundai.com. Great-looking vehicles. You can get a Santa Fe SUV, around $30,000, loaded with great interior, and you don't have the shock at the pump when you're loading up your SUV. Great vehicles that get you great gas mileage. That's what Hyundai has been about for a long time. And the great service. That's what Offenberg that name has meant for many years. We're going way, way back. Grandpa Offenberg, and it's always been about service to the customer. Great showroom, great service center. So whatever the needs are, pre-owned vehicle, they have that. On the lot, great selection. It's Offenberg Hyundai in O'Fallon, Illinois. Greenmount Road, the exit off Highway 64. To the country, I'm going to eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can. They were put- With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.